Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues. Three opinions. One Everton Podcast. Welcome to episode 38 of the Unholy Trinity Podcast. Where this week we're going to be looking back at the last gas win at the Higgins Road. Now Moiskeen has got a touch into the path of Richarlison. And Everton are on the counter-attack here. Richarlison. Into the penalty and Moiskini misses his kick. Can Walcott steer it home? He certainly can. And Everton have surely won it. Right at the death. We're going to be recapping the winter transfer window. I think that the market didn't show for us a really good opportunity. So we have to think to do well in this season. And, and after that, we are going to have a period where we can improve the squad. I'm going to look ahead to the visit of Crystal Palace. Brooklyn. And it goes, and there's the winner, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. So lads, what a what a fantastic, what a fantastic win it was at the Heritage Road against the, uh, well, the old, the old snake boys as they were. Um, what, what, what a way, after Newcastle, what a way to win a game. Right, unbelievable. We're all sitting here now, um, literally just smiling, aren't we? And that there's nothing more than you can say than that. I mean, if we're gonna, we all knew Watford was gonna be a, t- a tough game, and that's why we were probably more annoyed than we would have ordinarily been against Newcastle. But then to go there and win in that fashion, I can't even remember when we had a last minute winner. When was it? Was it? Was it? Was it cleverly Newcastle? I think that's the only one that comes to mind for me. Yeah. So there's nothing better than winning a game in the last minute, is there? I don't know when we last lost that uh, last minute winner, but the last time we came from behind and won was West Brom, 2015. R- incorrect. Oh. The last time we came behind and won a game was Wofford at Goodison Park when we were two 0 down. The Charles uh, away scored. from home, Michael. Sorry, I no. apologise. If, if you believe Sky, if you believe Sky, they keep <laughs> yeah. on churning out. It was 1945. Sky, Sky, Sky did. Sky did say Sky's uh, fact was we haven't come back to win uh, from behind to win a game since that since game the start 2000, of the Premier League. 2015. <laughs> um, but to to come, you know that that stat was hanging over us. So when you go two 0 down. You think the worst, don't you? And we, we didn't. We weren't at the races, were not we? Not at all. At not all. at all. That 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 first half wasn't wasn't great. And you know, you you look at what Watford weren't doing anything particularly well. They just they were doing the basics well. That's how they've won these games in the pace, haven't they? They were just they've, they've got their midfield boys performing well, and they just they've just become hard to beat. And you know, back to front, getting it into Dean, you getting him to hold it up, and then just get round him, isn't it? Um, we were really struggling to get the ball in the final third, weren't we? In the first half, make anything stick, put passes together. They were breaking everything up quite easily. And then when they got at us, when they got at the back four, we didn't look like we had a lot of um, stability, really. It, well, but we, I never felt we were in the siege, though, did you? It was weird, wasn't it? Because the goal, really, certainly the second one, comes from just an absolute shocking mistake, doesn't mm-hmm. it? You know what I mean? I mean. Delph there, I don't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll come on to Delph yeah. later, obviously, but I mean, like, I don't know what he was doing there. 
But that was just a gift of a goal. They didn't, they didn't really look like they weren't like peppering Pickford about twenty shots, were they? You know no, I mean? they, they, they weren't causing any kind of issues. They just had, had a, a bit more of the ball than we did, and we're doing a control bit more the control didn't they? We, well, that's yeah. that's the thing. It, I, I've, I've actually uh, for the first time in a while, I've actually got a few notes <laughs> before we, oh, before mate. we start. Normally, I'd live you. Your ad so good, mate. Well, I, I had so many points to raise from yesterday's game because of the way that it went, and one of the key things was early on, especially that first half, was the midfield battle. And we massively lost it. And we, we mm. know, obviously, the personnel in there at the moment is not the personnel who will be starting next season. It's not our best two centre mids. And, and obviously, yesterday, Sigurdsson was back in as captain, uh, being out, obviously, for a couple of weeks through injury. Fabian Delft was, was in there as well. So they were our two midfield. So straight away, from a physicality point of view, against the likes of Decore, uh, Kipuwe, Kapuwe, Shalabar, people like They're that. Big lads, aren't they? Of course yeah. they are. So yeah. we, we were up against it already and, and we weren't winning that midfield battle. Um, I mean, the, the first goal totally bypasses midfield, doesn't it? Because it's, it's come from the uh, the right back to uh, Delefeu. It, it was a great switch great, of play from Kapuwe. It was. Fair, yeah. I mean, great, great touch by Delefeu as well. To, and he brings in the... Obviously, the, the left back was it Messina, yeah. the, the left back. and He's and got he that quality, Delefeu. He has got that technique, hasn't he? Yeah. He always has done, hasn't he? Yeah. But it, it, you know the, the midfield. You, you mentioned there about Fabian Delph and that second goal. He hasn't even looked when he's passed the ball. You know he's sitting in front of his back four. He's literally just laid it back, not even looked around him. Deeney's nipped in, played it through, and before you know it, we're two 0 down against a side that really haven't done a great deal to be two 0 mm. I think that, that's been my big frustration with Fabian Delph. I think particularly the last five or six performances. I think early on in the season, he, there was a sharpness about him, wasn't there? Mm. You know we. I think particularly the game of Bournemouth, um, the game we won in the cup as well. Yeah, uh, you know he seemed to play a really key role, and you could see his leadership. But yesterday, uh, I thought he was absolutely appalling, um, and not just for the sending off. I, I thought he gave the ball away far too easily. I thought he was weak on the ball. Didn't seem to have a great deal of awareness about him. And that goal for me just really typified that. Well, I, I said to you both at half time. I would have had him off at half time to be honest. Mm. Um, I would have brought Snyder in. Uh, into midfield. I was surprised to see Sigurdsson go off. Mm. Yeah, I understand why why he did because of the fact, obviously, he's not played for a couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, had a bit of a bit of a niggle, so it was a physical game. It was a, it was quite a tough game in midfield. So I, I understand it, but I think at half time, you know, Fabian Delph had, had a really poor first half. Um, and well, poor as the whole team did. Really, I, did I, think, did, but... I, I thought if we're looking back, who he selected, I can see why he didn't pick Bernard. Because obviously, you know, as you just said before, the physicality then. Because he was arguably, he's been arguably our best player last yeah. few games, and he, yeah. he was awesome again against Newcastle man and match. So to be dropped, you could probably count himself unlucky. But then you are going in against, you know, a physical side. And he came in it away at West Ham, and went off half time, didn't he? Mm. Again, they were quite physical. So you can see why he's brought Awobi back in. But I think bringing in Awobi, who's been out for a while, bringing in Sigurdsson, who's been out for a few games, and Richarlison, so bringing in three lads that have been injured. They're going to take a bit of time to get back up to speed, aren't they? You know what I mean? There was a lack of coherence, and bringing all three back at the same time, I think he probably, if he'd had his time again, I don't think he'd have done that. I think yeah. as well, for, for me, both Iwobi and Walcott aren't great at retaining the ball. I think that's what Bernard gives you. I think he doesn't give the ball away a lot, and I think when he loses the ball, he normally draws a foul. Um, He's clever players. And I think both Iwobi and Walcott are players who can just run into trouble a lot with the ball, and Walcott did that repeatedly. Yesterday, I thought particularly Walcott. I, I, I wouldn't say about eighty minutes. Yeah, his mm. final ball is, is 
It's almost like he gets to the final third and he just goes to pieces, and he like yeah. his brain just is scrambled. He just makes stupid decisions, and like he, just, he always he, thinks he's he's got half a second more than he's got. Yeah, he is that his age? Is that like losing a little bit of pace, a bit of sharpness? I don't know. I just think I just I think he's a bit like Barkley when he's almost got time. He just makes a stupid decision. You know, good players make the right decisions more often than not. You know, and he is he's, you know he's a consummate pro. He's obviously got pace, and I said to you, Mike, didn't I? You know. Nine times out of ten, we don't score that goal at the end because Walcott's normally off. He, he very rarely plays ninety minutes. And whether that's to do with the sending off or what, or whether that's Ancelotti thinking, you know, let's have a bit of pace in case we can spring a counter. Maybe you don't know, but you know, if that's the case, credit to the manager for keeping him on. And obviously, like when we do did break at the end, you know, what a great goal it was. But I mean, um, yeah, I, I do agree with you, Walcott there, Pete. I thought he really struggled. Awobi's a strange one. He seems to be for me like. You know the one that loads of fans are getting on his case at the minute, and if you look at his numbers, his numbers are pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think Ancelotti's asking him to play that role that Bernard's played, where you know drifting off the left central. He's way better centrally. We've all said this before, and we he's way better centrally than he is out wide, isn't mm. he? I think he is the way he plays just not suited to being stuck out wide. He needs to be playing central through the middle. So maybe four four two doesn't really suit. Suit his style. It's the it? same with obviously that, that's the same argument you've got with with Sigerson. I just think Iwobi's that little bit more mobile, and I think I think against Watford he wanted to see because we've seen uh, Bernard on the left hand side in the four four two system, and we've seen him and we dictate play coming inside and dictating things. And I think yesterday against a more physical side, he wanted to see Iwobi try and do that. And to be fair, I, I thought he was he wasn't really wasteful with his passing. I thought he was fairly fairly involved in it in a in a poor first half, and he was always going to be pulled at some point because of the time, obviously longer he's had out than, than other other players. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how Wilby does fit into the the four four two going forward, and and what's going to be expected of him because obviously he was bought for a different system, wasn't he? He was bought for effectively a four three three, wasn't he? Mm. Um, and whether or not, and this this is really jumping the gun. Whether or not he's someone who hangs around for too long, I'm not saying he goes in the summer, but for too much longer, I'm saying two or three years. I don't know. Who's this? Uh, Iwobi. Iwobi, yeah. Well, there's a tweet here from a guy. I think we all we're all fan of. You know, David Alexander Hughes. He does a lot of stuff on on stats for both clubs, doesn't he? And he said um, he's put here really surprised. Iwobi's been a figure of dislike already at Everton. Decent ball carrier, good creator. He might only have one assist, but from open play, like creating chances not obviously from set pieces his expected assist is 3.25 which is mm. high shot shot assist per 90 1.45 progressive runs 1.33 said look he's granted he's had a few poor displays but you need to give him time I, I, I agree with that Yeah, I think he, there is a player there and if you speak to anybody that's seen him play whether at Arsenal for Nigeria they all say he's got to play central I, I think he? he's got potential but you've got to look at his all round game haven't you like, especially when he's on that left I think he, he doesn't always give you a defensive shape for me he can be quite slow getting back um, he doesn't always have a lot of intensity when it comes to the press and I I know I've, I've joked on the podcast before he plays like he's got a school backpack on you know yeah. he's waiting to come in for his dinner you always yeah. feel like he, he could give a little bit more um, mm. so I, I'm not jumping on his back but I, I think stats only tell half the picture yeah, yeah I can yeah. see what you mean but I do think there is a player there I do think there's a player. You can't certainly he's not well. He certainly doesn't warrant like loads of people getting on his back straight away because he's had he has had a few injuries. I think there's a player I mean? there, but I think he sometimes constantly plays within himself. Mm. That's safe, you mean? Mm. Yeah. I, I think. I think. Yeah. I think it's easy to criticise. It will be, and we see it quite often. And we can only speak from an Everton point of view, where obviously we we see 
uh, fans got on, on certain players' backs, and he's been one sort of the, the back end of Silver's reign into obviously and coming back in yesterday he was being getting a little bit of stick. It was obviously at a frustrating time when he was getting a bit of stick when things weren't going particularly well. But I think he's someone who I, I hope anyway that he does he does begin to show and you know we've got we've still got quite a few games to go this season and he will be utilised assuming that, that he stays fit. But I think looking ahead to Palace, I think you're gonna see Bernard come back in because at home it's much more suited to, to Bernard, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I think he got the nod for physicality purposes I think so. only yesterday, yeah, didn't he? I think he? so. Um, I think so. Another, another sort of fairly strong lad in there. But um, but going back to the game, it was, it was a weird one because you know, I don't even though we won it, and obviously second half we were better than first half. You know, I liked Ancelotti's honesty. He said, didn't he? Look, we didn't deserve to be on level terms at no. all. But it's weird, isn't it? Because obviously we were texting each other at two 0 going, "Oh my god, what the hell's going on here?" Yeah. And then we we basically did what Newcastle did to us the week before, scored two from. I mean, if you're a Watford fan there, or even Pearson, you'd be absolutely fuming the way those goals it was, are being conceded. It was from nothing, wasn't it? You know, you, you see that the first corner come over. There's a bit of a scramble in the box. Holgate starts to poke it over the line, gets blocked by the defender, hits the keeper, yeah. comes back to Mina, smashes it in. Um, on commentary, Tony uh, Tony Gay was dying yeah. to, could, to could give wait a handball. To, yeah. He wanted a handball. He was dying for a handball. Did he play for Watford in his career or something? Because the way he was commentating, it was oh, awful, wasn't it? He was, he was absolutely shocking, but. He, he was going, oh, it was definitely a handball. It didn't touch his hand. It was all, you could see quite clearly, it was his chest. And he, he was, yeah, you mean, he, was, he, he thought it was a goal straight away. He got the ball, let's get back. And it's a score again, the, the same man. Literally just got rid of his marker very, very easily. It was mm. such poor defending. So you Cathcart had a murder, didn't he? Oh, Couldn't yeah. handle him at all. Yeah, yeah. awful. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he, he, he's... He's he's been due a goal. I mean, he's been well overdue a goal. Fifty to one, he was. Was he? To yeah. Score. So if you backed him, well, well done. Score what? Fifty to one because I was go- I was going to have a little flutter yesterday and I thought yeah. no, I was sulking even before we kicked off. <laughs> and then he goes and scores two. Well, we were so. saying we've been saying for weeks he's due a goal. He's yeah. due a goal, and he's uh, missed some sitters. But I mean, the Leicester game sticks out for me where he missed two yeah. absolute howlers in that cup game. Yeah. But he's had, he's had 19, 19 attempts on goal, the most of any defender mm. in the Premier League this season. Yeah, you mean and, he's, and that was his, they were his first two first goals. Two. We had a goal this was against West Ham. Yeah, remember that one? Not, right. Nothing wrong with in the uh, yeah. in the league on the in October. And you know the time had to come because I thought first half. I thought he had a real poor first half. I thought he, he struggled with Troy Deeney. Yeah, Troy Deeney's very very clever. He's old school, isn't he? He is, and, yeah. and, and Deeney, you know, all he was doing was, if they were going long Watford to Deeney, he'd plant himself in front of Mina, he'd plant his foot, he'd yeah. stick his backside out and say, try and get around me. And Mina, every single time, was falling for it. He was all over his back, he was getting pulled for fouls, you know, his arms are everywhere. You've got to be clever. And what I know, whatever it did in the end... They put him on in front of him, didn't they? Yeah, they put him on yeah. in front I think yeah. it, it, it was Delph front will set pieces, and also when they were playing the ball long, Delph would go in front... Mina would stay behind and then sandwich him. Yeah, and, and then it gave Mina that he could go a yard further back, not get touched tight. And then second half, they didn't get he didn't really see him. Yeah. And that's again, there's another little tactical switch from from yeah. the manager to address that situation. Because as I say, Mina struggled first half, and I wasn't massively impressed. But then second half, take I mean, take away his two goals in the first half, but second half he was much much better. Um, it's weird, isn't it? Because the stats I was I was reading somewhere the other day. The average goals. See, see, see who's close as that used to me actually. How, how many uh, on average? How many goals are scored from corners? If you're a team, how many games? Oh, how, how, what per game or across the yeah, season? Yeah, no, how many games does it take normally to score? You say one what, from a corner. I read it the other day. Um, like a corner, a goal from a corner every so many games. I'll go eight. Next. Go on. 
six. It's actually eight, Pete. There we go. You watched that same article. There goes your thunder. You read that same article, didn't you? You definitely read the same article. But anyway, all I was trying to say was we scored two. We scored two in the space of a minute. I was going to say eight, but I didn't. I want to be different. Of course, you did. But uh, no, well done, mate. Uh, (laughs) Devastated. But um, anyway, the point I'm saying is, is that you know we we effectively scored two Mm. in the space of a minute, which was absolutely howling from them, really. And that you can see, weren't it, straight at the start of the second half as well. We've won a free kick. Yeah. Sigerson put a great ball in, didn't he? And mm. really, Carver Lewin just got ahead of it, didn't he? Otherwise, he had a free header. Well, yeah, he edited it onto the defender. They were panicking, weren't yeah. they? And we put a few corners in after that, which were causing them, causing them uh, issues. But it's amazing how a game can change. So, yeah. in the space of, say, because there was four minutes stopped, Sam ended the first half, in the space of sort of five minutes, the game's turned on its head. We've come in at our time, totally buoyant. Mm. The, the team talk, I'm sure, has totally changed. And we're thinking, we can win this game now, yeah. and then you come out. Start we had that the twenty-minute spell, didn't we? Yeah, we, we control, scored, really. control the ball and what have you. And then Fabian Delft, being Fabian Delft, decides to sit a tackle. Someone gets booking, uh, and then obviously the, there's a second foul on the sideline. Gets booked again. Now, I've seen a lot of arguments here in regards to the yellow cards. So we, if we sort of break it down. The first one, so yeah, he, he won the ball. Yeah, he did win the ball, but you can't tackle can't like that anymore. anymore right? I, I, I agree, he won the ball, but you cannot tackle with that particular action. So straight away, you set yourself up as a yellow card. The second one, again, I can see the argument. He did get the ball, but you don't give the referee the opportunity. Yes. That's it. When you're on a yellow card, because he did go in with but, a little but, bit of force. But, but, but why even make the tackle? That's it. The it's second one's nowhere. naive, isn't it? Especially it's going for, nowhere. You know, a player of his age and his supposed mm. calibre. It's completely and, naive to make that And someone who, who basically pronounces himself as a leader, who's been brought in to be a leader, who was quite happy to tell more, uh, Mason Hoggy to show him some respect yeah. against Newcastle. And you just think, well, you've, you've got to earn the respect. Yet you can come in from the Champions of England and Manchester City. You've won this, that, and you're there at a very, very good team. But for me, you've still got to earn that respect with your new bunch of players. And for me, he's not done it. As Pete said, he started off with us okay. He had some good performances, and you could see yeah, he's, a, he's a bit of a leader. I just I don't know what's happened to him. He's had, he's had injuries along the way, but he's for me. I can see him. I can see him going to summit. I really can. Oh, I, I agree with that. I, I don't think I, I can't see him being there. To be honest, I mean, um, you know that just that just compa- compounds it the way that mm. his performance yesterday. I mean, he gave away the second goal. Like you said, stupid for both. You know, you're giving mm. the referee like a decision to make. You're away from home. It's one of those at home. I think almost the players and the crowd got got him the second yellow. He didn't look like he was coming straight over at first with mm. the yellow, and obviously I think the lino as well had his flag going. Didn't mm. he? So it was right in front of the lino. Yeah, wasn't exactly. it? it was just a challenge he didn't need to make. Well, yeah, exactly. It's not as if the guy. You know, I can understand it if he was making a lunge because the guy's got to the byline mm. and he's going to put a cross in. You know, I can, but, he, but, yeah, but he's, yeah, he's got his back to him. Exactly. He's you know facing away from play. I know. It's just. It's just. You know, really, there. If we'd have gone on to lose that game, I mean, yeah, he would have got, he would have got both battles well, there, wouldn't he? I, you know I, I mean, I text you both because at two-two and the sending off, I said both Delph and Walcott were going to get it today on the podcast <laughs> because I was absolutely fuming. And I, I, when Delph got sent off, I thought that's it. Now we're going to capitulate. And we're going to lose this three-two in typical Everton fashion. We were two-nil down. You made me hope. You made me believe a two-two. Delph completely naive. Yeah. Cups of water going everywhere in my house. Well, in, 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 in protest, in protest to, to Delph doing what he did, after the game, obviously the, the stream Everton plays and started to post on social media. Yeah. So Instagram being the main ones, so you see like the Calvert-Lewin and Walcott yeah. and, and what have you, all posting Sigurdsson and, 
I'm liking them from our account and then Delph posted and I scrolled straight past it <laughs> didn't like it in, in process of what he did yeah. um, so I think you wouldn't have been the only one mate on no, and I hope he's turned his comments off on, on I, I, I hope he's noticed that we haven't liked that as well and if he hasn't yeah. noticed he'll notice now when he listens to us today because yeah. it was and, and it's that it's got one next week yeah yeah imagine, imagine <laughs> it we'd be nice as pie as well yeah. we'd back tracking it all so that's what we great but, play mate yeah. great. <laughs> but the thing is you know players have got to be open to, to criticism and so, and so is he as a senior player in that side He's got to, he's got to be a lot more clever than he has been, and we've, we've said I, it before. He's overrated, isn't he? He thinks he's better than he is. Well, if you, want, if you want to rewind times, back to, to yeah. when we first bought him, and what I said about Fabian Delph, I go. think I'm being proven right. He's had injuries, and I didn't particularly rate him, so I think uh, that's me proving right. And it's a little tick in the box for me. So when it comes Brands to giving you a call, well, when, it comes, when it comes to the summer window, you know when I'm giving me opinion on players, you better start paying attention because. Uh, I'm the man when it comes to transfers, lads. Scouting, mate. Well, you give the Yorkshire job, find some younger Delph version up in Yorkshire, mate. Well, like that. You, never <laughs> you never know. But he did. He could have. When he does get sent off, you, you do. As Pete said, you fear the worst. You know, we, we got ourselves back into the game. We're in a decent position. Twenty minutes ago, we could go on and win the game. Delph gets sent off, and you think we're going to hold on. And that's what he said. When he gets sent off, we're thinking, right, okay, keep the draw, keep it to all. I want to mention that quickly before you go on to it. That's the advantage right there of having an experienced, savvy manager, isn't it? Mm. Because straight away, he sees the play and goes, right, he's off, brings Keane on, puts Holgate into midfield. Mm. And then I think, he, who did he take off to bring... Um, he, he made another sub as well. What was the other sub? Cavalier went off to... Yeah, that was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I feared at, at that point, I said to you yesterday... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he brought Moise Keane on, didn't he? Moise yeah. Keane comes on. Um, and then... Obviously, we had, the, we had the sending off, and I saw I saw Michael Keane with his, his top off. I thought Moise Keane's getting dragged off again here now. It's like it's like old Trafford all over again. Yeah. And I thought, surely you can't do this to the kids. So when I saw the number nine go up, I was personally delighted because I thought, from a mental point of view, that would have done him no good at all. Yeah. Um. So Calvert Loom, you know, leading goal scorer goes off, but what he what he did do, as it showed with that goal, well, he put an extra man in midfield. Didn't he, he did, but but he, but he left pace on. Yeah. So you, you see, you had Schneidlin, Holgate, and who's the other? But then you've got a three, haven't you? That's what I mean. We had two of those. Richarlison, Keane, Walcott, we've all yeah. got legs. Yeah. But then it, we, they made the mistake of basically going putting so many attackers on, mm. which let's be fair, Silver's been guilty of in the past. Mm. So then when they were going that, we were dealing with it very easy. Yeah. Then we had that extra body in midfield yeah. and massive shout out. And we all said this off 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 mic. Holgate has just gone on to another level, hasn't he? Mm. This season, really has. He's, he's making. I mean, he's, he's he's turned into a man, hasn't he? I this mean, there's, there's talk. I mean, Everton were talking him up on Twitter about uh, getting England call up yesterday after the game, and you know, sometimes it's a bit of a poison chalice as a younger player getting the nod for for England. You see it time and again where these players get a go, and then they, they just uh, the career goes downhill. But Mason Holgate, out of anyone that have, even more than for me, Calvert Lewin mm. probably deserves a nod, the chance. On the international stage, I'm not saying the start and the season. Potentially the season. He's made, mm. He's definitely yeah. making a push. For it. I mean, in terms of young player, you've, you've got to pick up a few. I mean, Richardson, I'm sure being for young player. Yeah. Holgate, Calvert Lewin are probably going to be your three. Yeah. And that, that's a real tough decision. But all, all three, all three for the main award. Exactly well. right. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you can't argue. But yeah, I think he will. You know, uh, England have got a, a few games before the the Euros, and I think he will get a, get the nod uh, to see how he gets on. But no, he's, he's been. He's been fantastic. I think he could play. Him. I know he could play midfield. Like if he could trust Keane, 
Mm. Yeah, or you know, or someone there alongside Mina. You could arguably have him starting in midfield ahead of ahead of our current crop at the minute, couldn't yeah. you? You know what yeah. I mean? He's you're right. He's got quick feet. You know, a couple of times where he dragged it. You know, he realised the space as a centre back, took it into the space. Mm. You know, went he backs himself to go past people. He's got quick, as I said, quick feet, and he obviously slides people in as well, doesn't he? Mm. He's been, you know, he's had a couple of assists already this season. I'm sure he's had about four or five. Yeah. And he could have scored. So, I mean, obviously, you mean he scored the first goal, yeah. but Holloway could have scored that goal, couldn't yeah. he as well? But no, he's, he's man of the match again, really, isn't it? Really, he was, yeah. You know I, mean? I think me and got the nod with those on our votes. Holloway got the nod over me. Yeah. Uh, so it was either or, really. As I say, the goals, the goals swung that for me. But going on to obviously the third goal, and yeah, we've got to mention that we, we've got to. I mean, Watford, it was a long throw, wasn't it? We, we cleared a long throw, and a lot's got to be made here for me of Moise Keane's little touch because yeah. Moise Keane nips in, knocks the ball to Richarlison. Richarlison showed some a great oh. pace, great pace, not just pace, though. But Richarlison, and we've all been critical of him, and loads of blues have. Um, sometimes he makes the wrong decision himself. He's a young player, obviously, and got that, but. The amount of times we've seen him do those lung-busting runs, because he's got pace, he's very direct, he's got good feet, and he makes the wrong choice, but you've got to give him massive credit there. He's drawn two defenders to him, yeah, he's yeah. drawn two, and he hasn't tried to cut across them, you know, and then potentially like roll around or whatever, mm. go down. He's literally slightly pulled away from goal, took two with him, and then... And I, I thought, then, he's, taking a touch, he's taking a touch too many, <laughs> and he puts it across. Yeah, and a lovely little ball with his left oh, foot. Yeah. Lovely and little ball. And you see Moise Keane steaming yeah. in, and you're thinking, you're thinking the headlines are getting right now. And You're then, there with the Glatso thing raising yeah, again. Oh, I was ready. I was ready. And then I thought, that's a great pass from uh, Moise Keane to Theo. Oh, mate, how's he spotting him? <laughs> how's he spotting him, his, his peripheral vision there is oh, seconds of none. Mate, that's worth £30 million on its own, that pass. Mate, unbelievable. He sent Foster for a hot dog. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that, is, that, yeah. that is some pass, that, he, isn't it? He, he sold everyone, absolutely, including myself watching the game. He sold everyone, but then... Like Robson Carney, he sold the whole stadium with that one, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? I think it was so good he sold himself. <laughs> he did, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's a sound we're, we're dealing But no, listen. Walcott was on the same page, though. Walcott, was, knew, yeah. Walcott knew the pass was coming. Listen, the, the kid, you know, he had, it's great, obviously, he got his goal against Newcastle. And, and he sh- again, he showed great pace to get up there with the Charles and the Walcott's coming in. And, well, all three of them bombed it. They were yeah. ahead of them after, I think, to be, I fair, mean, to be fair to Moise Keane, um, He's seen a defender on his shoulder there, and it's just put him off. It's totally put him off, and he's he's, he's sliding in as well. That pressure, he's, we've got lucky. Let's let's get it right. Yeah. But it, it's going across. He took it well. He, took it he well. did take it well he because well. that it was it was it was slippy as well the pit, and, yeah. and it wasn't particularly great. Was the angle was pretty narrow, yeah. Yeah. and he's just kept his head down, kept the ball down, slots it. Arms, legs, heads, absolutely everywhere. How good was that picture, you, by the way? You got the fella in the great sack, he was just appeared from nowhere, by the way. He was just appeared <laughs> yeah, he's on. on top of the players, and the next minute he's climbing over the horns to get back into the into the stand. Awesome. But that's well, footy for me, right? That's oh, foot, yeah. that, that right there, right? Is footy right there, isn't it? That's an Everton, Ever- Everton fan. You know, I've got a few mates up there were texting me saying it was absolutely bouncing. Mm. You know, because it's one of those moments there where you kind of like you know the goal's coming in it, so yeah. that it's kind of like <laughs> two second pause where you're just like ready to go, yeah, and then yeah. That picture there just sums it up brilliantly. I, I think there's a couple of Twitter comparisons. One there, loads of was it like was it Liverpool fans and then the Villa one when yeah, there's like yeah. every single person's got their phone out. Phone but that's just pure old-fashioned limbs right there. Well, I, I love I love the way you, you had the three lads you've been taking off. It will be Calvert Loon and Sigerson. Oh, all they get down, down the touchline yeah. with the coats on. They're all on top of the players. Yeah. Every player, I think, bar, bar Pickford was was in in there as well. They got the fans to say the fan with his grey jacket on, and yeah. and you know it cuts to the bench and. And he said to Carl, didn't he, after the game, was it Phil Kirkbride, said, um, said to Carl, why didn't you, you run down a touchline? And he said, run down a touchline, if I did, yeah. I would be dead, is what he said. <laughs> <laughs> did he actually say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so there we go too many Vinos now <laughs> no, psychologically it's, it's important for the team I think yeah, when you, when you go behind like in a game yeah. you need to believe that you can get something out of it still you need to believe in yourself enough mm. as a professional that you can you know you can get something you can win the game and I don't think Everton have had that belief for a long long time yeah, it was, it's, it's a you massive you can it can't you yeah of course you can draw it in other games after that after the disappointment in Newcastle as well when we throw throw away a two goal lead after a really good 93 minutes yeah. and we throw away a two goal lead like that then for the players to we had that little break when you when you you you're dying to probably get back and and right the wrong of of, of that game we had had a break on at the the previous weekend and they've come back out they've gone two 0 down you're thinking hangover from Newcastle and they've come back got a man sent off we've won the game and as you say we we can draw on that going forward now and we're going to go into a game against Crystal Palace where we can put ourselves in a really I mean we're in a much better position now. We put ourselves into a really good position now with the win against Palace, and that's that. That's all stems from that last minute winner. Massively, the Pal- the Palace game now for me is huge mm-hmm. because really, early kick off doesn't help because it's always subdued. Mm-hmm. We've just got to get a result there. You know, yeah. we've, we've got to win that game. You win that game, and then obviously we've got to run a tricky game, so-called tricky games anyway, mm-hmm. against sort of like you know big, big teams. You've got a great chance of salvaging the season here, haven't we? Yeah, we really have um, massively, massively, and. Let's, let's hope that, as I say, we do kick on now and, and take it into the next game. But before we look ahead to Crystal Palace, we're going to recap the, uh, the the recent transfer window. Um, not a great deal of activity in terms of, obviously, incomings, but there's a fair few outgoings on loan. So we're going to talk about that in a second. Why you listen to this clip of the Watford fans losing their mind about Yerry Mina's terrific dance moves after his second goal on Saturday. Right, we gave him too much respect. I think... Their club is disrespectful. I thought Mina, right? Yeah, the, the, right in front of you, yeah, centre back, right? I'm sorry. If he wants to go and dance, go and strictly come dancing. Yeah? Go to the nightclub. Don't do it in front of our fans. Welcome back to the second part of this week's Unholy Trinity podcast, where we're going to have a discussion around the, the recently closed January transfer window, which was very, very quiet for us in terms of bringing players in. Uh, slightly more productive with shipping shipping certain players out but probably the best place to start is is from an incoming point of view and did we need anyone and did we miss out on not getting anyone through the door it's, it's a weird window now isn't it January because I, I think we were saying before we recorded you look at the Premier League table and really the so called top sides um, have decided for whatever reason not to bring anyone in the exception maybe of United, who have got a long-term injury to the striker, but they've brought in a Galo on loan. So again, they've brought in a player with no intention um, of doing a permanent deal, mm. uh, and it's quite clear he's going to go back to his, his Chinese club. It's about three hundred grand a week or something. Isn't yeah, it's ridiculous. Jeez. Ridiculous. Uh, but then you look at the rest of the table. At you know, Aston Villa brought in a, a cover striker. Sheffield United are making a push for Europe. Really, it's few and far between in terms of business. So I think fans are sort of adjusting now to a very, very different transfer window in January, aren't they? I think, though, with, with us, the concern was and has been for a while that, that central midfield spot because we haven't got Andre Gomez. Or as much as he's very, very close, as Carlos confirmed, he should be back for the Arsenal game. Um, we haven't got Andre Gomez. We've just heard, again, Gabamans had another another setback. Um, mine, a bit of Sergi needed to clean up the scar is what of what has been written well, I was going to ask you both about that about Gomez because we were linked with a couple of uh, midfielders on loan weren't we yeah do you think him maybe making a, an improved recovery a bit quicker than expected has meant that 
we've decided not to uh, go ahead with one of them deals. Possibly so. I mean, but we've got to understand with Gomez, he's not going to come back and and hit the ground running. He's going to use the remainder of the season to try and get his his football fitness back, isn't he? Because he's he's going to be used ten minutes here, fifteen minutes there. It won't be on Zay Gomez from the off against Arsenal. It's going to be a, a good building up process. He's recovered quicker than they thought he was going to do. Obviously, we're delighted with that. Um, but it's just, just no sense to rush him back. Is not it? at all. No, it was a bad injury. It's even. We're all, you know, surprised that he's even, you know, back the season. Mm-hmm. Never mind, you know, in February, isn't it? Uh, I think that the, the lucky part, if there, if there was one, was it was a dislocation of the ankle, which once you put that and set that back into place and obviously keep it strong in a position, it, it will heal, heal up. The, the, the fracture, the break wasn't horrific. It wasn't right. It wasn't through his skin, the bone, and you know, it wasn't like a James McCarthy or Oviedo kind of break. Um, so it was lucky in, in, in that extent, but yeah, he still come back, come back quicker uh, than expected. But there's no need to, to rush him. Great if he's in the match day squad against Arsenal, just for him to be in the round the squad again. Um, but we, we can win games with what we've got. Make no mistake. As much as we criticise at times our our central midfield options, we're still beating teams and we're still picking up points. You know, we, in the last in the last ten games, we're third in the form table. You know, we, we're, we're picking up points along the way. Uh, we've got a manager there who, who's obviously very tactically astute, but with Gabamin's little, obviously little setback as well, you think, mm, why did... lad there, you know, feel so sorry. Yeah, of course, yeah, of you know course. I mean? You've come here, it's biggest move of his career, you know, and and for that to happen to you, I mean, to, to get that type of injury, it's one of those injuries that's really awkward as well, isn't it? Yeah. You know I mean, you just feel so sorry for him. You know, you've got to hope it's not one of those sort of chronic injuries that it's just keep on occurring because then. You know, he's not even allowed to get going, has he at all? No, no. But I think that we were right. If if the right the right player wasn't available for a decent loan fee and, and half decent wages, then we were right. We're just compounding the problem we've already got. Exactly aren't we? right. So th- there was no need for me to, to rush into it. I mean, we look at who we've got off the books. If we if we can sort of pick up there, um, and then we'll deal with who's still left on the books in a second. Chen Tosson was away on a decent wedge, obviously in terms of wages. You went to Palace on loan. You've then seen, obviously, the younger players leave the club on loan. Lewis Gibson to Fleetwood. Um, Good getting him to sign a new contract. By the way. Yeah, two and a half year deal signed. So it's obviously it's still very much a case with Gibson um, that they, they want to see how he develops. They want to watch him in league football. League football is totally different from the under twenty three league. So let's see how he develops. He, he had a, a good a good debut um, for Fleetwood Town the weekend, which is which is great. It's going to be a, a good six months for him in terms of his, his learning process. Um, obviously, Dahl came back and went to Wigan as, as since being injured. Um, he's, he's got himself injured. Um, Morgan Feeney, first ever low move across the water. To, to, he wasn't going to go far, was he? He wasn't going to go far. Um, but no. He needed that. He does. He, 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 well yeah, of course, he does. So he's, he's gone into a relegation battle with Tramier, which will save him well, I'm sure, in terms of his development. And then we saw Anthony Evans leave on a permanent deal uh, to Paderborn. Someone who's never ever featured for the first team, never likely to. So it was right that we let the let the kid go. But in terms of freeing up wages, besides besides Tsieng uh, Tossum, not a big wedge has, has gone there. The main the main two culprits being a certain Umar and the ass and Kuko Martina who are quite happy to sit on on the the contracts and not play football because that's how it's going to be. Um, now they're they're, they're, they are literally if, if you're going to symbolise Everton of kind of like since Mishu's come in and taken the dollar 
uh, I'll put the dollar in, sorry, then then it's, it's him, isn't it? Mm. Or something like that. So, so he's come in, yeah, he, or you could say the Spanish lad as well. He's, he, yeah, he will obviously stay on permanent loan when he he's, until his contract runs out. You know the what thing mean? with him is, though, for me, with Sanzo, as much as, yeah, it didn't work out for him, and I, and I still believe with Sanzo, there's probably a player there. I think he's just that men- mentally fragile after what's gone on. He's never going to be the player that he could have been. Mm. Um, but Nias yeah. not taking a loan. If, if, if rumours are true that Leeds were in for him and they wanted a striker, mm. you know, he could go on and essentially win a, you know, win it. Well, I know it looks like West Brom might take it, but you could there's still got a chance of actually getting getting again through a promotion, possibly winning a title. Mm. And he's just like, nah, I'll just stay here and take my money. I mean, he's going to get 1.5 million between now and the end mm. of the season, apparently. But he could have earned he could have earned the same money, even if Leeds paid a percentage. He would have had to have honoured his contract, so he could have earned the same money across the board and played football. So I don't understand that mindset as a footballer where you don't want to play football. You're quite happy to come to training, you know, four to four or five times a week, not feature for the first team. Might get the odd game for the 23s, but but him and Martina currently are doing neither. And your, your career is so finite as yeah. a player, isn't it? And I know they get they get rewarded outrageously for what they do, but you just think like surely when you come to retire, you want to look back and go, I'm so glad yeah I actually just spent that time on the training ground, didn't do anything for like mm. six months or two years or whatever it is. Mm. I just don't get that at all, you know. Um, but look, it is what it is. We've got him. Um, he'll be moving on in the summer. I think Martinez finishes as well. They're both it? up, which yeah. is the beauty of the situation. Really, we, we know in the summer that comes to an end. Uh, like you say, it's they're, they're literally the the epitome of the. The, the machine era in a way, or the yeah. early the early year if you like the early couple of years where we're signing these these kind of players on, on City, City did the same when they came into it didn't they they made yeah. a lot of mistakes in the transfer window didn't they yeah uh, but, before uh, they got it right um, but no it is it's, it's, it's the January window like you said Pete there I mean very few teams now it's almost become a little bit of a fast window isn't it because no one really signed anyone unless it is covering injuries or it is you know like for example Spurs I know obviously Ericsson's moved on finally um, good signing for Inter that he's still only 28 mm-hmm. um, but um, they've obviously signed the lad that scored a great goal today uh, the Dutch winger is it Bergerwin is it Bergerwin I just want to say it again Bergerwin yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no he, like um, Bergerac like Bergerac <laughs> <laughs> except he's from Holland and not from Jersey or something. <laughs> um, but um, little Bergerac link there for anyone <laughs> but, um, but no um, yeah absolutely uh, it's become I think there was a list, wasn't there? Did you see that tweet going out of the list of all the players who signed in January? Oh, the all, and it came to just shy of 100 mil. Yeah. And every single one of them, you just think, like, yeah, just you, not you good could, enough. You, could, you, know what you mean? couldn't live without them all, couldn't you? you oh, know. Absolutely ridiculous. When you weigh all, that, weigh all that up, it just shows you. I mean, I know Brand is quite vocal, isn't he, saying, like, January, he doesn't, doesn't like to do business. No. And I think, you know, what I've really liked about Carlo since he's come in is just how calm he is. Mm. You know what I mean? And he's probably like that, behind, obviously, behind the scenes as well, off the pitch. Mm. You know, even that Newcastle game there, there's so many teams that are, or managers that would be so like vocal and that. He was just very, very calm. I know it annoyed quite a few fans and the fact that with the comment he said about losing the European Cup final, but I think that calmness just, just it will probably exude through the dressing room, won't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, I think it does. I think, I think the way that he is and his demeanour has a, has a really good impact throughout the club. I mean, Duncan Ferguson came up with an interview this week in the Times, I think it was. Um, and and he said, you know, when when he talks, everyone stops and listens. It's, it's as simple as that. You know, he, mm. he hasn't got to shout and scream and what have you. People want to listen to what he's got what he's got to say. And that's that's the beauty of having a manager who's been there, done that on the European stage, on the world stage, as a, as a player, as a manager. So if this is 
this is what you pay for. So the money that that's being put so in, good having him when you when you when you're saying that then you're sitting there going so great that we've got Carlo on short. He's our manager, isn't it? You yeah. trust him, don't you? You trust yeah. him because of what he's done. Well, you were saying a moment ago about the form table since Ancelotti's taken mm-hmm. over, we're second. Yeah. In the form table. Yeah, because I've, I've included obviously the Ferguson three right. three games in yeah. there, but we're, yeah, so we think we've got 19 points from 10 games. Um, Arguably, add another two to that as well, really, isn't it? So well, yeah, you, you can do, but it just, it just shows that, yeah, as we've always said, you do get a, an impact from a mind to on your mind to coming in. Um, but with Ancelotti, you know, he's been in now for uh, for a month, hasn't he? And the impact that he's had it is still continuing. Now, the only game we've lost under him is Manchester City. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no no disgrace in that. You know, and we've 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 lost a couple of points along the way as well that we should have really should have really picked up. So it's great to see. And also, as as mad as it sounds, we picked up you know draws. Now draws, yet it's only a point. But we we weren't drawing games. I think mm-hmm. Ferguson was saying that wasn't he about not drawing games. And Ferguson came in one one zero two, and it just keeps that momentum going. So we're we're going to really at a really good time at the moment. But one one player that, that I didn't mention actually from who's left us, which is a. A funny one in a way is uh, Jonas Lazel back mm. to back mm. to Huddersfield. Not be one silver went hasn't been fancied. I think he's featured on the, featured on the bench once. once. Did, he, did he not play the game at all for us? No, no. no. Wow. It's strange because he's got a good reputation, mm. hasn't he? As a, a quality goalkeeper. Yeah. And when not being funny, if, if Stecklenberg's keeping you out off, the, off that bench, then there's, there's questions to be asked there because, like we all know, mm. Stecklenberg's got a. Wrists of Weetabix. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, whether, you know. Is that the medical term? It, well, yeah, yeah. So, I, if that was me. Sorry, mate, you've got Weetabix wrists. <laughs> but I, I'd, I'd be concerned if it was me, I'm not getting a goal in front of in front of Stecklenberg. As, as good as he might have been early on in his career, he's had his day. And I thought at the time when Lazel came in, I thought, yeah, that's not a bad not a bad second keeper to have. We'll push uh, Pickford a bit more than Stecklenberg would. And then we're back to where we were last season now with. Pickford, Stecklenberg and, mm. and Virginia's back from loan. Well, Jordan, really, yeah, he, he has had an up and down season. So you could even say, look, if we'd had a really solid backup there, mm. he probably would have pushed him. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, you look at of um, was it Caballero that came in uh, for uh, for uh, for, uh, for, Kepa, for Kepa, yeah, and then obviously made two absolute howler, or certainly one big howler. He didn't move for uh, the second goal. Did he? No, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but the point I'm saying is, is that we haven't. You know, if we'd had a, a really top keeper, or, yeah. you know, half decent keeper on the bench, he probably could have been dropped. Couldn't the, he? the rumors in the press weren't there a little while ago that Ancelotti was in the market for a keeper, and he came out and he said, said it's not sort of absolutely not. But I don't know. I think Pickford is one of those keeping in line with the with the transfer discussion. He's one of those who potentially you wouldn't you wouldn't mind if he went without without saying. I'm not saying I want to sell England's Jordan Pickford. One keeper. He's got, he's got he's got a great Euro's market come, value. Euro's coming up yeah. now. He's got yeah. a great market value, and for me, he's not. And again, people might not like this. Those who do like Jordan Pickford, he's not world class. So you, you, yet. for me, not yet. Yet. yeah, yeah, I agree. But yet. do you think he will be? Because I, I, I always question. I with, still with think Jordan it's hard to Pick- say with because they mature as they get older. Which, well, well, with, with Jordan, case, but... well, with Jordan Pickford, there's a mentality issue there for me, yeah. and it still creeps in now as much as. We always go back to that Newcastle game last season where it took, and he admitted himself, it's, he totally got to him. His head went, he was obviously interacting with the Newcastle fans and, and what have you. And then he said, This season, when we went there, he literally blanked it all out, had a much better game, no issues. But then you see him in the derby, obviously, I was sitting there and he's chirping back to the Everton fans. And, you know, he's, and he has these mad moments, doesn't mm-hmm. he? You know, what was the game where, where he comes out, was it West Ham, to take a, 
the free kick, you know, the cross comes and he totally, you think he flaps at it, gives yeah. it to Halligan. And then there's all this pulling faces after yeah, he's made yeah. a daft decision. I, d- I just don't know whether he's going to be as good as maybe he could be. I don't think a mentality is, is potentially there. I think he's well, really got to be switched on as a goalkeeper. Here's one for you then, because he is obviously going to likely be England's number one in the Euros coming up. He had a great World Cup, mm. increased his reputation massively. Arguably came back with a big ego as well mm. after that and had a bit of a dip, didn't he, when he first mm. came back. But let's say he has an equally good Euros as he did in the World Cup. I mean, you've got to say, I mean, Alisson's obviously eight, 85 million, is probably one of the best in the world right now. I mean, Pickford, I reckon, English he, number he's one. He's shaking his head here. I reckon he's worth 50 mil. 50? I was thinking 100. No, no, he's not 100. <laughs> no, 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 you look, but again, he's, he's, not, he's not on the same level as Alisson. No, though. but he's... You're buying potential still. But he's English. Yeah, yeah but that doesn't... He, he's still... He's still I say, what do you say, Mike? Come on, what do you say? Well, on, if he has on, a good Euros, okay. But on 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 Allison, just to shoot you down there, it's very hard to judge a goalkeeper who's very really tested. I don't think Allison. I, th- I think he's a good keeper. I don't I think he's as good as great. people as people think he is. No, and, I, and that's no, not because of Liverpool. Taking the bias out of it, I, I do think he's a good. No, keeper. I don't no, think he's as good as everyone thinks he is. Look, look, mate, he's. He's, he has really no, he's made them a lot better at the back. No, he's, they've, they've, they've spent £75 million on Virgil van Dijk. I, I, yeah. I, I could put a couple past him, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we could all score past him. Let's get him down to Wavy between on Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll see what he's made of. Well, no, in, so, t- take him out, out of the equation. In regards to Jordan Pickford, I think you're talking, what you will get for him is probably 50, 60 mil. Yeah. I think under mil's a bit over the top. I think 50, 60 mil absolutely fine and he could go and get a keeper he could do just as good a job for me he hasn't got as high a market value because he's not yeah. what did they pay for one. Kepa Chelsea what did they pay for him 80 was it 79 something yeah. like that again and he's, yeah. he's not English mm. so no, 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 English no. playing the Premier League your value goes saying, through the roof and if he goes to the Euros he's saving penalties I know what you're and saying. that's going to drive his value you're not going to have a decent Euros and he plays well it will knock it up a bit but I do think I do think he's around like, right for, now. Forget forget over ninety minutes. Forget in play penalty shootout. Can you think of a Premier League keeper you'd rather have in sticks? Than no, I, I agree. I think no, he's yeah, very he's good at that. Yeah, yeah, I think no, he's I very do, good. I do agree with that. I think that, that, that's one thing he is good at. He's very very agile, Jordan Pickford, and and I think because he's got a good reputation at saving penalties, it but he's not a complete him. keeper, is he? No, he doesn't command his box nowhere near. And, that, and that's that's my biggest thing with the goalkeeper. He's not physical enough. Yeah, I mean and and. You know, he, he, there's certain things for me where you think like you should have saved that, mm. and you shouldn't be saying that about your keeper. You should have saved that. Even, even Pope, that first goal yesterday, Pope's the one. For that me. that, that, that yeah. first goal yesterday, the one, and I know he put it right in the side netting. But he's not really struck it. He's hit it into the ground. I'm not going to blame Pickford. No, no, I'm not saying it's a howler, but I'm saying a top top keeper there. I think saved. I it. think you'd be. I think you'd be a bit picky there. It, he's hit if it. You look at him, mate. He's not me, that far me, away has gone to block it as well, and it's yeah. bounced over him. So I think we'll be. Well, I think it's like the hair or something that saves that. The hair is not. Uh, well, I, I disagree there, but saves it with the feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, 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 does a case does a case split <laughs> across the goal? Well, no, I don't know. I, I I think that we can we can get someone on the same level, if not better, for probably twenty million quid. Yeah, is what invest, I would say. Invest and invest. Yeah, of course. Just just before we finish, then a um, couple of things I wanted to mention: the most random transfer of the window. Um, um, Robinson going to AC Milan from, from Wigan. That was absolutely fell through. Oh, did it fall through in the end? With you, oh, been, yeah. mate, With sorry. You My bad then. Never mind a couple back. of things you want to mention. Don't <laughs> say that bad. But I also, more importantly, anyway, we're, more importantly. On, we're, we're, people who listen to us think that we're yeah, really. Uh, in other news, on the, on the pulse. Yeah. On the in Lee's world, we're still in the European News. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know you've been in Wales over the weekend. Let, 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 let's not talk about that. That's a farce. But um, but anyway, um, the more important point I wanted to mention was um, the supposed eighty-five million bid from Barcelona for Richarlison. Now a lot of people like particularly like Balogain, a few others have come out and said it was nonsense. But as, as I've ever from Barcelona, yeah. But for me, for me, there's no smoke without fire. He is a sort of player. I know Suarez is injured. And they were looking for a striker. But for me, he's the sort of guy that could end up at a boss. I rate him that highly. And the fact he's 22, his attitude is bob on. He's a, you've got to admit, his attitude for a young you know, yeah, yeah, very good, yeah. young footballer is, is absolutely spot on. A lot of talent, loads of room for development as well. Mm. You know, if that if they come back in the summer for 85, what are we doing there? Uh, keep him. Pete? Richarlison, keep him all day. Keep all him. day. Keep him all he's day. only going to get better and better and better. He's, yeah. he's trying, to, but, yeah, he's trying but, to build a side. I don't get me wrong. But I not think, many players can turn down Barca, can they? Yeah, you know well, South American. I know what you're saying, and from it, from his point of view, he, I'm sure. And this is this is no slight on him, and I'm sure it, it's not disrespectful to say that he would, his head would be turned. Of course, it would. You know, I would transfer to the uh, the Barcelona official podcast and leave this podcast <laughs> if they want to pay me some good money. No, I'm joking, but. As a, as a footballer, like you say, you've got a short shelf, shelf life as a footballer. So these things don't come around every single day of the week. So would his head be turned? Yes. But as a football club, we're, we're trying to build our side around certain players. Him being one, he's our best player. You know, I'm sure in a, in a side like a Barcelona, he'd score 30 goals a season. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake about that. Because he's, he's got the ability. He's a finisher. Yeah, actually, for me, more than anything, I, I like his mindset. I know he has a sulk in an occasion, but... If you look at the amount of times where he, he tracks back and tries to win yeah. the ball back, and yeah. his energy—I think it, you know—I don't know the exact stats at hand, but his energy in terms of like ball retrieving for a striker, he's, he's miles ahead of anyone else in the league, isn't he? Yeah, he's, very, he's very good at that. But I'd say we're you like, see him at the end yesterday heading balls out yeah. when we were taking yeah, you know, we were under, we weren't under siege, but he was there, you know, winning winning headers. I mean, he, he just for me, there's not there's a lot of young players out there. You know, you you know, stars really, or young stars. You could take 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 a leaf out of his book in terms of his attitude. What, what I love I mean. about what I love about him, going back to the Watford game as well. If you look at when we scored that that third goal, yeah, he starts volleying the hordens and going ballistic because yeah. he got that goal. And bear yeah. in mind, Watford were his former employees. I don't think any yeah. any love was lost there anyway, and he gets a lot of stick when he goes there. And, and he I, scored and, he scored a couple of times against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. I love, love to see that. And I, I love I love the way that he plays. I love the passion he's got for the club. I look, you, you see him on social media him and Yegi Mina constantly wound up, up yeah. all so, did you see Andre Gomez this week when yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. a little dancing and, around and, 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 yeah. and Mina's calling him Anzu <laughs> how are you feeling Anzu you know that's what I, but no, but there's, there's a big part of that fact, yeah, and, and, and that, that's a big part of, of the squad for me is, is people with that kind of mentality that kind of uh, sense of humour because it picks everyone yeah, up as well no but his, his attitude for me is one of his best attributes you yeah. know, in terms of like you know his will to win and things like that and, and you look at I don't know if you've seen him I'm not comparing by any means by the way to Mbappe but you see his, his latest debacle with Tuchel the other day when he yeah, came yeah, off yeah. I mean that that's the sort of that's that's what I'm comparing it to yeah. someone like that similar age yeah. who gets substituted and acts like a little spoiled brat because mm. he's been taken off yeah. and Tuchel's there trying to basically have a chat with him he's just basically shoving him out it's of the way before though wasn't it I know but the lack of disrespect oh, there I agree. I a typical agree, yeah. footballer there you know yeah. who's obviously like throwing his toys out I don't think you'd, you'd get that. I mean, I know he has the odd salt, but you wouldn't certainly do anything like that, would he? You know what I mean? No, no. I'd say though, a player who's a bit of a sulker, Wilfred Zaha, and he plays for Crystal Palace, who we're going to cover in just a few seconds. Loving these segues, you. For Everton fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews, and the best Everton videos and podcasts. 
Download the Toffees app for free now on the App Store and Google Play. Welcome back to the final part of this week's Unholy Trinity podcast. We're going to look ahead to the visit of Crystal Palace, the early game on Saturday, half 12, Goodison Park. And uh, Roy's boys will be in town. And Crystal Palace, off the back of uh, a 1-0 defeat against Sheffield United, who constantly, constantly seems to ground up these 1-0 wins. But that was a game where Palace were on top for big spells, had 65% possession, should have really got something from the game. And then the keeper throws him in the back of the net from a corner. Yeah, unbelievable, wasn't it? I mean, um, we were just saying then, I mean, Sheffield United are just having one of those seasons where literally everything's going for them, isn't it? They're winning these games, getting nicking the flukes. And, and you know, as I said to you two, both off their air there, I think the, the manager's done a great job, let, let, let's have it right. And obviously they're trying to sign players on the back of their position and trying to push for Europe. But I think they will, you know, next season fall to where they probably belong and probably be... Fighting to stay in the league, I think next they're, season they're doing a Burnley with a couple of years ago. When yeah, they got exactly very, that, very yeah. similar yeah. kind of season. We were winning one nils everywhere, aren't they? Yeah, that's yeah. it, that's it. But going, going, obviously onto onto Crystal Palace. They, they're a side who are, who are floating, sort of in and around the the mid table area. Seem to be, seem to be okay. I would have thought for this season. Um, I can't see them going, going down. The fourteenth at the moment, um, six points clear of the relegation. It's a funny side, Palace, aren't they? Because mm-hmm. on the day they can beat anyone. Yeah, they can absolutely beat anyone. Sometimes you you look at the squad and you look at the football they play and you think, you know what? If you had a decent centre forward, you'd probably be challenging Everton. Mm. No, I mean their wingers are dangerous, aren't they? Their wingers are very dangerous. I mean they've caused even the big teams loads of problems. Um, I mean Town Townsend scored the absolute world he didn't he against City last season. Um, He's got that in his locker. Zahar, who I think's had a really poor season by his standards. He's bound to score, uh, by the way. Yeah, probably. But um, um, if I look at the games we've played at their gaff last couple of seasons, it was the first game of the season this season, wasn't it? We absolutely yeah, nil, nil, annihilated nil. them last season in a nil-nil. Mm. We annihilated them again at home. They we beat them two nil at Goodison Park, didn't we? Was it Calvert-Lewin and Tossin with the goal? But the away yeah. games, we both we battered them both. But that's just typical them, isn't it? Where they just mm. grind out a nil nil. Mm. I think, that, if I remember rightly, they've just been tonked in pre-season, haven't they? And I think Roy just went in with like, yeah, we'll take a point here mm. uh, from the off. Um, but you are right, Pete. They're, they're a strange side. They've always been pretty solid defensively, defensively in the Hodgson. Um, but well, at home, I mean, as I said before, it's a pivotal game. You've got to fancy it at home. It's one of those games again, a bit like when we played Newcastle the other day, where I thought we really played pretty well. We've got to go in there and score early, um, otherwise it's going to be one of those games, isn't it? Where twelve thirty kick off, it's a bit subdued. That's the perfect time for them to come and play Goodison, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I think the thing, I mean, they set up yesterday with this this Christmas tree formation that Carlo Ancelotti actually invented. Peter, as you informed us mm. before Christmas, that was Carlo's invention. Um, so Townsend came off the bench yesterday, but the Someone who's come to the forefront a little bit is, is Jordan Ayew. Um, so we was playing behind with, with Zaha and obviously Ben Seke, who hasn't the best of season. Toast and injured, was he? He, he yeah. was injured. He's out, out for two or three weeks, isn't he? Um, oh, but obviously he can't play against us anyway. Um, but obviously James McCarthy's back at Goodison Park, first game back um, for, for Palace. Ima Milivojevic and McCarthy as the three. So they, they, they're probably going to set up Destroyers all three of them. Yeah, they just, they just yeah. all put the foot in, don't they? Um, and I like James McCarthy. On his day, I think he's very, very good and he's getting a run of games now. So I'm sure they're, they're going to be set up to, to come to Goodison Park for a draw. Because they normally stick out with a 4-2-3-1. Yeah. Don't they, do you think they set up that way against Sheffield United because 
uh, of United's three at the back. Well, the three at the back and five midfield. Sheffield United, so they're, one of, they've they've gone to to Palace there not to lose the game. That's how they set up. Make yeah. make yourselves hard to be uh, to be beaten and yeah. sign next a goal. Exactly what happens yesterday in that game. Sounded like a um, great game. Oh, it was it, it looked it looked judging by the stats and, and looking at the highlights this morning like an absolute barnstorm and one nil, um, one one that I'm, I'm sure DVD will, will come out net. on you know. Um, but yeah, the thing they set up obviously to to sign basically um, combat Sheffield United with the five midfield. But I think they, they're going to come to Goodison Park and just try and stifle us, hoping that on the break Zaha, Ayu, those kind of players, Anzos Towns, and if he comes back in with their pace, can do some damage. Like Watford, they're another team that can bully you sometimes if you let them. Yeah, I, yeah think, I think lads, they? they have, yeah. but I think, you know, Milivojevic is one of them who, you know, he's a bit dirty and he's a bit snide. Always, gets booked, a bit snide, always yeah. gets booked. And I just think he's he's one of those that, if you get in around them, we, we can pass the ball around, around them, to be honest with you. But we know at the moment that's our weak spot, isn't it? At currently, mm, yeah. yeah when you yeah. when you when you need someone in there to to be battling against these kind of sides, we haven't got that person. Um, whether or not, I mean, Tom Davis wasn't in the squad against Watford. Whether or not he comes, he comes back into the fold. Um, obviously, Delves out of the game. Um, Good news. Well, I wasn't <laughs> going to say that, Lee. Um, but Snyder might come in, which I'm sure Sigerson will keep his will keep his place. Um, but. The good thing is we've got options, haven't we? We've got a, got a few players back. We've got options. We can change things up. I fully expect Bernard to come back in. It yeah. will be a probably drop out. Um, Richarlison and Calvert Lewin up top. Yeah. Most keen come off the bench in a cameo, score seven. That kind, <laughs> that kind of game. But you know, we we've got options and we've got more than enough to beat that Crystal Palace side of Goodison Park. Yeah, massively. I mean, this could really shape it now. You said before, Pete, this, the game that we've just won could be pivotal. That sort of game gives you such a shot in the arm. Let's just not try and throw that away now. You know, I mean, we'll have a load of positive energy going into this game. Um, and but also, but also a load of expectation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, and we've not dealt with that too well, have we, in, in in the recent past? But I think you know, going. It's just like I said before. It's just a shame it's a twelve thirty one. It's mm-hmm. just those sort of games are just a nightmare, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but look, hopefully we can go in buoyant, get the result, and then as I said, we go on to a run of fixtures after that. But that could really give us a European. You know, we could maybe have a late push for Europe here. Mm. Uh, I know, Pete, you've mentioned on previous pods you're not too overly enamoured about like getting into the Europa League. But for me, we've just got to get back into Europe. Uh, I don't know what you think, Mike, but just getting back in is just getting the Everton brand back out there again Europe, on the continent. Isn't Europe's it? massive for us. Um, you think back to like the season under under Martinez. You know when we we had that. I mean, obviously it impacted on the league a little bit, but. I'd assume under a manager like Carlo Ancelotti will be better set up, better prepared for for a European campaign. You can see it, it can be done. Wolves haven't done too bad in the league this season, and they're doing very well, doing well in yeah. Europe. Um, well, you, th- you attract better players. You as do. Well. I know Carlo will it just by who he is, but you will attract certain players. Well, what I'd say is it's a nice problem to have, and hopefully we'll have it. I still think the Europa League's too long as a competition. I don't think they've revamped it enough from. Uh, from the UEFA Cup there's no question that but I just think it's, it's, a, it's a trophy isn't it it's a chance to win and look United United won it the other day and United are dreadful you it's know, a poison they... chalice that's what well, I think when you, look at, you look at where we are at the moment okay, just to put it into perspective and, and thinking it can be challenged we're 8 points off 4th we are 4 points off 5th and we're 3 points off 6th so we're right, we're right in the mix there and we're playing it. a lot of those teams in actually, yeah, next year obviously so we've got, got Chelsea we've got um, yeah Chelsea Arsenal just below us Sheffield United are to come yeah. Man United are to go to some park yeah. Wolves away all these teams in the round us 
we've got to play. So it's the destiny is in our own hands almost. So we we, we can pull a run together, keep that that feel good factor going, then we, we we give ourselves a good chance. And I think I think Europe is is a really really important thing. I get your point because as a competition, I think it's it's far too long. It's too many games, and there's talk of bringing the cup and cup back, isn't there? Mm, um, so it is, yeah. that that for me is, is obviously that that's a discussion for another day. But I think Europa League has got to be revamped, and if you do bring back another competition, that will then. Reduce mm-hmm. the number of teams in the Europa League, yeah. but I think I think it's massive for us if we get European football. It's it's a real a real statement of uh, for Ancelotti and and, it, and his Everton, and again it sacks certain players as well. But let's have let's have our predictions then for this this early kickoff. What do we think? How's it going to go? I think we very similar to like I said before Newcastle game. Um, I thought we did really well in that game in terms of like you know beating their sort of low block. Um, albeit obviously that was a, a night game so obviously it, you know it was a great atmosphere and that. I just think um, I, th- I think it'll be a, one of those sort of niggly games I'm going to go um, I think we'll just nick it 1-0 Everton 1-0 Pete? Well I'll tell you what I was going to say and I'll tell you what I'm going to say instead <laughs> I was going to say 1-1 but as I've been sat here I've been thinking no Pete Stop sulking. Why are you sulking? <laughs> you won 3-2. Stop sulking. So I'm going to dare to dream. 3-1 Everton. You're only sulking because you're hungry. 3-1? Uh, How can you go from 1-1 to 3-1? Big leap. Well, I've just, I've just explained my process, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because because um, Lee's put your tea back, that's what's, that's what's happened here. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's where you're going to go on. But I'm going to say 3-11. I'm going, for, I'm going for it big time, yeah. I'm absolutely going for it. I'm in the park end for this game. Um so I'm, I'm fully expecting a real good performance. Um, I think that we're going to be far too strong for them. I think we've got too much in terms of on the bench as well. I think we've got options. Um, tight first half, probably one nil in the first half, and then we'll, we'll they, they'll open up a little bit because they're going to have to, and we'll then we'll then pick them off. Um, so let's hope so. Um, potentially a really exciting week for us, which will be revealed hopefully after next weekend. Uh, something to look forward to for ourselves on a on a personal note um, a little reminder as well the day after the Palace game the women's derby at Goodison Park yeah, yeah, get yeah. your tickets I'm going to be in a Gladysty for that one changing changing ends uh, right behind the goal so get your tickets I think the maximum is six quid um, if you remember season tickets older lounge member the free you know get 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 yourselves down there support support the ladies at Goodison um, in the derby Lee, you want to pick up about the fantasy because you've started to put a few points together. No, I was just going to throw it in, mate. It wasn't because of that. It's just pure coincidence, mate, that uh, I've had two great weeks um, leaving you two way behind. Um, I've only seen about three weeks. I'm in, I think I'm in the top eight now in our league, aren't I? So I'm making a sort of late push for Europe myself. Um, but no, um, I've got Dom still on the team and I'm keeping him in for next week I think you Don copied me there I put him in weeks ago oh, hold on and you've been you looking can't start spouting out you've looking... copied me when you're literally having a relegation battle and I'm, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Europe so. you, you, want, you want to keep an eye on Lee's personal Twitter account when he starts tweeting people who think they know about fantasy football and starts asking if you should bring in and all. So not even his own way no 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 no, mate he's just leaning on the advice of some people that's all it is yeah you know what I mean, when you get to that level, mate, you know that's it's the rarefied air, Mike. It's the rarefied air. But anyway, all I was going to say, you know, thanks, thanks to everyone that's entering. I think Johnny's still in the lead. I think if you check, I think he is. He's well, still having a great season. This was your segment, so you can't start a segment without all the information. Well, no, but I'm just going to say, like, I think you know, it's it's getting a bit tight at the top now. But I, I'm making no, a late search. No, you're incorrect. Top top of the league is Baines on toast. Jonathan Hudson. That's what you said, Johnny. Yeah. 
Johnny. Yeah. Johnny, <laughs> yeah. Officially, he's, he's, he's in there. I know the lad. He's, he's obviously he's having a lucky season. Um, but he's he, he's he's. I'm not that far behind. How many points am I behind the top? Um, hang on, scroll, scroll, scroll. No, I'm, I'm at eight. <laughs> <laughs> right. Look, I'm only fifty points behind there. That's more than achievable. That. So uh, I'm going to win the mug. Is you, it, is it, is it a mug in it? Or is it a shirt? No, it's a shirt, isn't it? This shows how, how much, uh, much of a lack of uh, incest <laughs> you've got in the workings of this podcast. You know what I mean? No well, you said what the prize was. What surprise? Yeah, well, shirt? you know, the, the shirt, prize this year is a Everton shares are your choice oh, and also an opportunity mug. So Lee, Lee's desperate to to win this, so he hasn't got to pay out for <laughs> someone else to have it. That's that's why he wants to win it. Um, but yeah, listen, anyone who's involved. I'm sure you've all really got on board with it. I forget to do my team on a weekly basis. That's your excuse. Pete's useless and Lee cheats. But besides, <laughs> that, besides that, it's all above, it's all above board. Um, but yeah, so, so just, just keep abreast of things on, on, the, on the Fantasy League. But we're going to be back next week after the, uh, the Crystal Palace game. Hopefully something to celebrate there. And we've got a little week off, haven't we? Everton. No, uh, no game wins a break. But we're going to have a have a chat about the Arsenal game and hopefully the return of a certain Andre Gomez. So we'll catch you then. The Unholy Trinity Podcast. Three blues, three opinions, one Everton podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.